Hello, champions of parenthood. Welcome back to Parent Like an Athlete. We're here to guide you along the path to becoming truly awesome parents. This week, we delve into a gripping tale of a parent navigating through their worst nightmare. Then we tackle the juggling act of maintaining an active lifestyle while raising a newborn. And to wrap it up, we discuss the delicate balance of involving grandparents in our children's lives. So strap in, folks. It's going to be an enlightening ride. Hey, y'all. I'm Otis, and this is... I'm Gemma. And uh, we are uh, two parents who are on a mission to help other parents parent like an athlete. So we're going to jump right into the first story. And this one is really interesting, and as the intro stated, pretty scary, pretty frightening. So here goes. Someone tried to take my kid. I know how it sounds. I've reassured a friend that statistically kids are taken by family members, etc. But here I am with an open police case on file from yesterday's trip to the grocery store. When he approached us, he was acting weird. Not, I want to take your kid weird, more like the people I'm used to interacting with at the park that come from the adult care home. Weird, but harmless. I teach my kids that they can talk to other people as long as a grown-up they trust is there, so like every other time someone has asked one of my kids a question, I gave my seven-year-old a bit of independence while obviously watching the interaction. Then he grabbed my kid's hand, tried slowly pulling him away, and I heard him say quietly, say bye to mommy. I stepped toward them and I told my seven-year-old to come back to the cart. The guy let go. We walked away. I, I talked to my kids. We were okay. Here's where I feel guilty. My brain justified it or downplayed it because it surely couldn't have been that bad. There's no way it happened like that. I didn't talk to the store until 45 minutes later because my brain was like, okay, let's not think about that anymore. We need to get groceries. Groceries are good and normal, and that didn't happen. So by the time I talked to the store and told them what happened, he was gone. After we got home we got, uh, and I got the food put away, I called the police. I told them what happened, and the deputy I spoke with said it was probably someone who was known to them, and if it was, she would talk to his caretakers to let, him know, let them know uh, he needed to not be out without a caretaker anymore. Cool. She'll call me back after looking at the tapes with the store security guy. She called me back almost three hours later because it wasn't who she originally thought it was. There's enough video evidence of my kid trying to pull his hand out of this guy's hand. And I guess part of, part of the hand holding part I couldn't see because the cart or my kid's body was blocking it. They can hit this guy with attempted kidnapping charges if they find him. This week sucked before Friday. My youngest kid fell on Monday and cracked her front tooth up to the root and had to get it removed under anesthesia on Tuesday. And now it sucks worse. Last night when I laid down to sleep, my brain wouldn't stop going in circles, so I took a unisom to fall asleep. I don't want to forbid my kids from interacting with other people in public even now. We have had so many wonderful interactions with people we didn't know in stores, and I value the general public in teaching my kids how to act in public and how to act around people who are different from our family. I think I will posture myself more assertively and be a bit more aggressive when someone is interacting with my kids. I tend to watch but not overly stare at them if that makes sense, so my kids feel like they have some autonomy in the interaction. But I don't want them to grow up thinking the world is out to get them. You know, hug your kids, keep a close eye on them in stores, and F this a-hole who ruined an already awful week for my family. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you want to take this one? Um, yeah, let's... I mean, that's a lot to unpack. I mean, that sucks. That's crazy. Um... Where to start? Okay, I think that it's interesting her reaction and how she feels like she was not assertive enough in the 
in the moment and it's almost like she's having like a post-traumatic stress reaction afterwards where she's actually processing it and thinking like this could have been a lot worse than it was um and I think a lot of women would probably have maybe a similar reaction because I think on the whole women are taught to not be aggressive you know and I think that you know when it comes to your kids and when you become a parent that does need to change but it's like a shift that isn't necessarily always that easy you know mm. um and maybe it takes something like this to to actually to generate that shift in behavior um because i think like when i listen to this story and i put myself in that situation i'm thinking okay what would i do like you know i would if if anybody tried to grab my kid's hand i would I feel like I would immediately like be there pulling him back like straight away right. and been like, get your hands off my kid. Um, I like to think that's what I would do. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you never know what you would do in the moment. I also feel like, you know, I mean, one thing that for me, like, uh, you know, if I'm ever going to be, uh, you know, being attacked or anything like that, like use your voice. It's like you scream. Like, I feel like there's an opportunity to scream for help just scream make noise like bring people to you like alert people of the situation because there's obviously people around you in the middle of a grocery store right nobody is too far away um because i think the i think the issue here and i think probably what she's struggling with is there was this huge delay in in getting help and like a raising raising awareness to the situation there was like a 45 minute delay where she just carried on with her grocery shopping and obviously she's in shock but it's like this man could be doing God knows what in those 45 minutes, right? right. Um, so I think you have a, a responsibility to like raise the alarm ASAP and, you know, to protect your, your kids, but also to like protect everyone else, right? There's like a creep on the loose um, right. in the grocery store. Um, I feel like I would have personally wanted to like get violent towards this man, which <laughs> is not the answer, but like it's, yeah, this is this is crazy. Um, you said violence is not the answer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> generally I speaking, know. maybe in this situation it is the answer. I don't know. Maybe there's a can of like a ragu, uh, like a <laughs> bottle of ragu. You can just pop on his head. Yeah, no. there's got to be. There's lots of weapons that you could grab in the grocery store for sure. Um, I yeah, I feel like I feel like if anybody like did anything like that to our son, I would just want to like I would not be responsible for my actions. Especially the bit where he whispered, say bye to your mom. Like, that is, that's hella creepy. And if you hear somebody say that, I feel like that gives you, you can do whatever you want to do if somebody says that. Like, that's yeah. like, kind of like, shit. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, as far as this woman feeling, you know, crummy about not really being prepared or maybe she's, you know, maybe she set her kid up for for this type of uh negative interaction or whatever i mean you know i, I don't know i mean i to me you know i'm constantly re rehearsing in my mind like <laughs> what i'm gonna do in yes. the instance of like someone doing something stupid i think it's just good to be prepared like what what would happen what would i do if someone grabbed me or someone pulled a gun on me or like pulled a knife on me like i'm constantly thinking about these things not in a fearful way but just in a way of like hey i I want to be prepared because weird things happen. It's true that, you know, it's 
you know, the, the people who kidnap kids are typically people you know and, and all that stuff. And But, like, the thing is, it's also true that sometimes people who don't know your kid or you kidnap kids. And and it's and it might be a small percentage, but that's kind of like saying, well, you know, only a certain percentage of people, like, die in car accidents, so I'm going to roll around without my seatbelt on. No. Yeah. You know, or, like, only, you know, people who, like, I mean, there's there's just all these statistics, and then there's outliers. And the last thing you want is your kid to be become be the outlier that's part of the the you know the the subset of statistics that um, you know people look at and say, well, you know, we're not going to be too worried about that. Um, stranger danger is obviously what we were taught when I was a kid, and and there's a lot of commentary out there about you know, the wisdom of that and how it's led to, or maybe it's not so wise, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and how it's led to um, kids just not really playing outside mm. as much anymore, <laughs> kids having less autonomy. But your kid can have autonomy while you're actually looking at them. Your kid can have autonomy while you're protecting them. In fact, like, that's, that's totally okay. You're, it's not like, oh, I'm hovering just because I'm looking at my kid when he or she is talking to a stranger. That's just doing your job. So there's a there's a lot of like virtue signaling involved with the whole, you know, I don't want my kid to to like be afraid. You can say, hey, you don't need to be afraid of anyone. Like, I'm not afraid of anybody like I, you know, I, I was taught, you know, we, my dad was a preacher. Fear no man. You know, that's that's the, I fear no man, no woman. But I'm also going to be aware and I'm also going to uh, to just, you know, pay attention to weird stuff. And that's OK to say. Hey, there's some there's some people out here who um, do seek to do harm, and it's not for you to be afraid. It's just for you to be aware. And if something's something's off, then you know you say something. And so, yeah, I, I think um, you know. Fortunately, it happened in a in a store, but I mean, these this this is like this stuff happens a lot, and it's and the scary part is like these people are kidnapping kids to like sell them into, you know, slavery and it's gross and weird and creepy and there's a lot of like real damaged people in the world. So I hate to start to start this episode off with like something creepy like this, but I think that, you know, this is just a great story about really just being aware. Like there's I don't want to say you're not safe anywhere because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, safety you know, it's it, like, what does that even mean? You know, like, I don't, I don't know, but you got to be aware. Your kids need to be aware. Your kids need to know uh, when it's time to yell out loud, when it's time to run. Uh, you know, I mean, somebody grabbing your hand, that's a, that's a, that's out of control. Yeah. And I think like, you know, teaching your kids, yeah, like how to defend themselves, like whether that's like, screaming and yelling and you know knowing what's right or wrong or whether that's like you know taking another step and sending them to you know self-defense classes martial art classes you know not just for the purpose of you know instilling fear into them but also i mean that has so many other benefits too right um yeah so i think that's something that could be really beneficial for a lot of kids in general also from a confidence standpoint like you know having having the self-confidence to because i think sometimes you know, kids are probably like fearful of like getting into trouble if they like speak up or shout or make a scene. But, um, you know, doing something like that can give them the confidence and help them know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
what you said about the martial arts, I mean, that's pretty key. Uh, just, you know, one of the first things I feel like I learned in a mixed martial arts class, it was kind of like self-defense slash mixed martial arts, but this move when someone grabs your wrist, how to like break their, their grip. Mm. I actually had to yeah. use that on an ex-girlfriend once. <laughs> she, she, was, she was manhandling me. <laughs> my <laughs> okay. My ex-girlfriend was manhandling me. She grabbed my, my wrist like I was, I was trying to like leave because she was harassing me. It was, it was not a good night, and and I was like, whoa, hey, she has my my wrist, and I just kind of, <laughs> I mean, and then like I left. But anyway, uh, that's another whole another story. That is another story. That's I don't another know. Podcast. It's it's a different <laughs> podcast. It has nothing to do with parenting, but you know, <laughs> get get rid of them. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's get to another story. I think we've got something that's a little bit more fun. Okay, um, yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you read this. Okay. Okay. Husband thinks he's going to work, run marathons, and go to school when our baby's here. Woo. Yeah. My husband is a huge optimist. It's great sometimes because I am a huge pessimist, but this is grinding my gears. He thinks that with a newborn, he'll still have the energy to train for a marathon go to the gym, make music, work, and go to school part-time. This guy sounds pretty cool. <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he's going to be up every two hours, if not less, from the baby crying and whatnot, and I refuse to have to do it all by myself, which is why we're planning to feed formula exclusively. He compares it to when he was playing sports in high school and running on very little sleep, and then still had time and energy to do things. I just don't think you can compare the two. It's literally survival mode with a newborn. He also said he might get a job soon. He was still in college, we're young, and I told him if he does, he won't be able to get paternity leave or hardly any days off. He didn't seem too concerned. I told him it makes me feel like he's thinking I'm going to do everything alone, to which he said no, that he will help just as much and so will our family. I don't know. Anyone else's husband say this malarkey before you had a baby, then he got a shocker. I'm worried it's going to be way worse than he's anticipating and he's going to have a really hard time. Definitely a pessimist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, worry, Definitely a worry, pessimist. Worry. Uh, yeah. So, so Gemma alluded to the fact that this guy sounds like me, and uh, and I think that was in when in response to me saying this guy sounds cool. So that's that's <laughs> great. She thinks I, I'm cool. <laughs> no, uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So. This is something we talk about a lot. We yes. talk about this a lot. Uh, in the lead up to having a baby, we had so many people telling us about how our life was just going to like just be hell. Uh, prepare for no sleep. Prepare for you know problems breastfeeding. Prepare for a horrible birth uh, and all oh, kinds of complications and, and like all kinds of issues. Postpartum disorder. Uh, like prepare for it all, right? Yeah. Yeah, and your and life's going to suck. And the thing is, you know, <laughs> there are obviously things that can go wrong. But, you know, in true parent, like an athlete fashion, the way I look at it is, well, from an athlete perspective, if there's one person out there who's done it really well, who's who's had a fantastic experience where things just went perfect, then there can be two. Yeah. All I need is all I need is one example. And on top of that, even if there isn't an example you know, I, I can be the first. Yeah. 
you know what was it like the the, the six minute mile or i don't know if it was a six minute or four minute yeah some something one yeah. of those where like no one had done it and then like once one person did it it's like oh wait now everyone's doing it yeah um i i think it's the same way with parenting there's so many stories out there narratives out there about how you know your baby's gonna like s- like not sleep yeah our baby started out sleeping 45 minutes at a time it was horrible but we just you know uh recalibrated uh you know found the right resources uh spent way more time with uh prayer a lot more time you know just changing our our mindset going into the room when putting them down for bed changing our expectations and then things just took off and got really great and, and super easy and when i say easy like i mean sleeping through the night you know by three and a half weeks and and then what do you have you had people like oh we'll get ready for the regression the sleep regression yeah, it won't last get ready it won't last oh we just got lucky the it's next baby fluke. will be a problem <laughs> blah 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 so there's a lot of negative people out there and i gotta say like you know that negativity doesn't serve you well in anything in sports and business and friendships relationships you know raising a child it's never going to serve you well i imagine that this dad will have to adjust some of his expectations because he's not psychic. He, he can't tell the, f- that's psychic is not the right term. He can't tell the future. I guess it that's is psychic. psychic. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. my mind, I was thinking like Professor X, like reading people's <laughs> minds. Um, yeah, he can't tell the future. So he's not going to be exactly right, but like he's, he's going to be more right than she is because he's determined to, to get what he wants and he's speaking it out loud. And, and that, that says, that says a lot about him, but, yeah, here. I think that she probably needs to do some work here. I think her POV is wanting to get him on the same page as her, but I think she really needs to take some steps to get closer to to where he's at too. And I think that yeah, it, it is it's it's hu- it, it's hard if you're a naturally pessimistic person to completely overhaul the way you think overnight, but I think that there's small steps that you can do to get there. And I mean, I think like you know, you alluded to faith earlier and it's like, I mean, for us, I think, I mean, shout out to, to Joel Osteen and his podcast because one of the big themes that he talks about all the time is, you know, you create the life that you want and, you know, your thoughts determine where you go in life. And I think that for me personally, the more you listen to that kind of stuff and the more you get it in your head and just hear it over and over and over again, it sticks and, you know, you do try you do like slowly start to turn the wheel of of how you think and start to look at things differently and approach things differently and i think that could really help this woman in this situation because going into having a baby with such a negative outlook about how it's going to be like you're going to you're going to create that and it's going to suck and you know your husband can be saying all of this great stuff but I think you need to try and meet him a little bit more where he is because, you know, he might have some expectations that are unrealistic, but I think overall having that attitude of like, you know, it's it's not going to be that bad. We can get through it. You know, we can we can plan, we can pray if that's your thing. Um, I think that will actually really help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think um, th- this is a this is a pro tip. Uh, we're getting a pro tip in here. <laughs> I feel like we need a little, little uh, we sound need a graphic. A jingle. We need a graphic and and sound effects for a pro tip. Da-da-da-da-da. So, 
you know, if you're already married and you're already, you know, you've got a kid already, you obviously can't solve for this problem. I mean, outside of blowing up your relationship, which I don't suggest <laughs> you do. That's not what we're advocating for here on Parent Like an Athlete. <laughs> but if you are a person who believes that you're going to have kids someday and you're out there looking for y- the right person and maybe you're like, well, I'm not really interested in like getting married and having a kid right now. I want you to consider this advice. So this is now shifting into a bit of a little bit of a relationship podcast, I guess. But like <laughs> parenting is also relationships. It's all yeah. it's all connected. Right. Yeah. You I'm talking about the f- the first date, second date, like you need to be figuring out from the very beginning. Is this a person who is going to have an open mind about your wild ideas of of just success? If you're I mean, forget about like pessimist, optimist. I feel like that's just way too generalized. There are like be even optimists have negative thoughts and pessimists have positive thoughts. I don't know that anyone's just purely one or the other, but I think what's most important is understanding, is this person going to be someone who is poo-pooing your, your, you know, fantastical dreams of like what Mm. is possible because that is the source of creativity. That's the source. That's the power behind like, all the good things that can happen in your life. And if there's a person who's attached to you, whether it's just a friend or your girlfriend or your spouse, and you know, God forbid you're, you're like baby, like the person who you have a (laughs) child with, like, like that, that person can drag you down. And, and so, you know, if, if you're, if you're already with someone like that, then there's opportunities that you can like, you know, work on that. But if you're not with anyone, just avoid those people and there's good ways of asking the questions you know just tell them about your dreams hopes and and plans i'll tell you what i told Gemma (laughs) and a bunch of other women uh who i a bunch of other women a bunch of other women women who it didn't work out with before before you know (laughs) so many were not interested in me i said something about how i had a dream where i had six kids and (laughs) and like you know there were three boys three girls but in this dream we were all adults or they were adults. I mean, I'm an adult, obviously, because I have <laughs> kids. <laughs> and, and like, and this was before, and, and this was actually before um, I met Gemma, but on, I'm, I'm, I'm at one end of this long table and this beautiful blonde woman is at the other end of this long table. And, and then the kids are on opposite sides, three on one side, three on the other side. And we're in this like opulent home. It, it feels like maybe it's in Colorado somewhere, like Aspen, these huge windows you look outside it's like we're on the mountains it's snow beautiful trees like i mean it's we're living the life and i and i told that story about how i just you know that dream i I left out the blonde woman part like when i was talking to people i was dating what if they weren't blonde yeah yeah i left that part out i mean (laughs) because because she could have been bleached i don't know it might have been just she could have dyed her hair blonde i don't know um (laughs) we don't know everything was going on in dreams but I, but it's like, oh hey, I could see myself having six kids, and it's like, well how? Well, I mean, your age and like, how am I going to have six kids? I'm like, well look, I mean, they, they've got sur- surrogates, and then you know you hear people say, oh that's just such an abusive thing, that's so wrong. I'm like, oh like women signing up to get paid like a hundred thousand dollars to carry someone else's child is wrong, like. I guess, I mean, if you're abusing this person, I don't intend to do that. I'm, the, I'm not saying we have to do that. I'm just 
Do yeah. they get paid a hundred thousand dollars? Some, some do. Yeah, some get paid that much. Yeah, Dang. I mean, if I were Karen, when I want like three hundred, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, give me <laughs> half a million um, for to carry a child. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here doing it for free. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> sucker. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a noble thing. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, you know, th- but you hear the negativity and it's like, okay, obviously I, I might change my mind and I'm, and it's just a dream. I don't really want six kids. I mean, maybe I do, but, but like for you to just shut it down and not be open to it, it's like, okay, well there's one. And then you think about something else and you talk about something else. And after a while you realize, man, this person is really, you know, low key negative. Like they, they present as positive and, and exciting and interesting, but really deep down inside, like they don't believe that they can have anything that's amazing and awesome in life. And, and, and that stuff gets hidden y'all. So pro tip over. Maybe people can borrow your dream scenario. Yeah. Use my dream. <laughs> no, if you want to freak someone out like <laughs> about something you don't believe in, like good way to run someone off who, you know, for a reason that doesn't matter to you, but <laughs> it, it would be funny. Could be a way to get rid of someone you don't want to be with. Yeah. I want to Well, if kids. anyone does it, then uh, comment and let us know. Yeah, yeah. Because that would be really cool. Yes. <laughs> give us comments. We want your comments. We love comments. We want your comments. We want your likes. We want your subscribes. We love that. Uh, we love anything that shows that you love us, but also if you don't like us, I mean, hey. Yeah, we'll take that too. We get the dislikes. Because you're watching. We <laughs> yeah, you watched and, and you didn't like it. That's We learned something, right? If we get like more dislikes than likes, then we need to change some things. And if we get a handful of dislikes, then you're just wrong and everyone <laughs> else is right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, we've got one more. One more. One more okay. awesome story. Let's do it. Uh, in-laws constantly asking to take one-year-old overnight. Am I the only parent out there that has zero interest in raising and having their babies away from them overnight? Is it just no. me? Am I nuts here? Every flipping phone call we have with my in-laws, they will work in, in it to ask or suggest our toddlers stay ov- alone overnight with them. They live in another state and have met her in person twice, Whoa. literally. But they are dead serious. When they have come to visit, they'll mention they'd like to ha- they'd like to take her back to their hotel for a night or two. I'm s- what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What? To do what? What exactly is it you want to do without us there? That's that's okay. Uh, that that sounds a little weird. I get what she's going, but yeah, it sounds like the is there something else that yeah. she's not saying? I don't know. Yeah, we shared. She might just be paranoid or whatever. But anyway, we we'll get to that. Uh, we shared we had had repeated lo- pregnancy losses and were starting IVF. And the only comment my mother-in-law made was, well, the one-year-old could fly out to stay with them a few weeks while we sought treatment. WTF. <laughs> we had just been through horrible, devastating losses. Five. Why on earth would I want to be separated from my only living child? They also don't know her at all. It would be very diff- it'd be different if they lived down the block and saw her regularly, but she has no idea who they are. We show pictures and talk on the phone, but she's one. My mom visits every three months or so, and it's a whole thing to reintroduce her every time because she gets stranger danger the first bit they're, they're here. Is everyone else just sending their kids for sleepovers at this age? No one has ever put my kid to bed besides me or my husband. 
If we have a sitter, it's usually after she's in bed, so we can still do bedtime routine. I waited my whole damn life to have this baby. I'm in no hurry to be separated from her. I've got my whole life for that. And frankly, the 38 years before I had her was plenty of alone time. My in-laws are also terrible with my with my mother-in-law. Wait, my ILs? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. My in-laws are also terrible with her. My mother-in-law is likely on the spectrum and doesn't have any idea how to interact with babies. And my father-in-law is a narcissist who has called my baby a drama queen for crying when she was tired. They wouldn't be on my babysitter list even <laughs> if they were local. Anyone else feel similarly? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Well, I I think she's 100% right. Like, this is weird. Like, yeah, like, just because you are my parent or my husband's parent does not give you any kind of right to have our kid, especially when you don't know the kid. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. Like, there's, there's no way. I mean, you're essentially handing your child off to a stranger to them, not to you, obviously, but like, hell no, I'm not doing that. That's weird. And it's weird that there keeps being this like constant insistence for it to happen, even though she's already said mm. no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, look, I'm, I'm not ready to say she's 100% right, because she sounds a little paranoid a bit. And also, she seems to be exaggerating. She said that um, they have only met her in person twice, except for the kid is one, which to me means she's actually older than one because, you know, she didn't use the, the months calculation, right? So I bet she's like, I don't know, 14 months. And she says her mom, wait, the mother-in-law comes to visit every three months. no. Oh, wait. Her mom her comes mom, to visit oh. every three months. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you're reading and not actually, like, paying attention or comprehending. <laughs> so her mom. Okay. So, yeah, I think that at least for, for us and, you know, we, we get a lot of looks from people. A lot of people are like, they'll say things like, well, you know, fortunately for us, like, our parents, like, live in town or they live nearby. How do you cope without your parents here? And it's like, dude, like here's the thing here's how i cope like when i plan on having a kid i plan on actually like taking care of the kid myself like <laughs> there was like a whole plan and it was like we're just gonna like take care of our kids ourselves because we want our kids like that first fi those first five years i don't want like, like what is it 90 percent of your child's brain development happens in the first, first five, five years. years why on earth would i want to send him or her to to spend time with someone else who is not aligned with the way we are like it's like it's enough work for parents to get on the same page and have a plan and execute that plan and then you got to get other people on board i mean it's like okay we got grandma we got grandpa on one side and then the other side and then we've got the preschool teacher and then we got the kids at the preschool and then we got this we got the babysitter and all this stuff and it's like oh no no it's not just one babysitter it's multiple babysitters because there's an app for that where you can just like find an, a babysitter like on demand like tinder like calling like i was gonna say like uh, like ordering uber food yeah yeah and and somehow that's supposed to just work out just perfectly and it's like mm, maybe but you know what for years and years and years like um this has worked out just fine without having all, all these people involved and without having you know all these all these layers of 
of like of like bodies between like you and like and and time with your kid. I mean, the kids, they sleep, you know, more than half the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, you think of, like you know, <laughs> when when someone says, "Oh yeah, my kid sleeps like twelve hours or 10, 12 hours at night," and then like the kid has a nap, like you're sleeping more than half the day. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, at, at some point you're not going to see that kid. The kid's going to be in school, and then the kid's going to be gone. And and there's like lots of charts out there that shows like how much time you have with your kids as the years go by. I mean, it it drops precipitously. So I don't know yeah. why plan on offloading them to someone else just because you like I don't know want to do stuff like yeah 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 and I think there's still ways to do stuff right I mean and she said herself like you know if they get a sitter they make sure that they her and her husband put the kid down which is exactly what we do yep. like you know we've no one else has ever put our son to bed apart from us like and I think you know if he's in bed and he's asleep at you know eight o'clock and you want to go out on a Saturday night then I think that's great um and take that opportunity but yeah there's no reason to I mean also it, like it's weird with the whole out of state thing like how how does the mother-in-law think that's going to work like they're all going to travel out of state leave the baby travel back and then like just go back and get her like in a couple of weeks it's like it's weird well I mean I don't want to say I don't know. I don't want to say weird because I know a lot of people do this. So it's just something that I am not interested in. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just, it's someone else's. But if they don't have, like, the baby doesn't know her. It, it seems like they don't have the relationship. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that are much closer to their families than this situation. And in that situation, it's probably perfectly normal to leave and leave the baby. But in this situation where she doesn't even really, that the she doesn't seem to have that close a relationship or really care to. Well, I think that even when people leave their, their kids with uh, in-laws or parents for extended periods of time early on to go on trips or whatever, uh, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that even those kids don't know the parent, the grandparents that well. Because, I mean, they're one, you know, the unless the grandparent lives with you, right, or lives next door and they come over every, every day. So really it's just a you know, it's a kind of thing where we're going to take advantage of, of um, free childcare, and it's really not really a concern about, most people people aren't really thinking about, well, they don't really know grandparents very well. They're just thinking, well, they'll get to know them this way. And, you know, I can just tell you right now, I, I, would, I would be very upset, even as, I don't know, like a 10-year-old, if my parents left me in Louisiana with my grandmother. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I don't, do not... I don't care if I know her well or like, it's just, it, it's because it's like, I still don't know you like that. You know, she, like I grew up in Texas. She's in Louisiana. I know her, but I don't well, like, what are we going to talk about? Like it's, and I know it's different for other people. Like you, yeah. you had a different situation. Yeah. Like I, would ha I used to love having sleepovers at my nan's house. Um, it was like a treat yeah. to do that. But I mean, she lived in my, hometown we saw her all the time and it was when i was an older kid you know it wasn't yeah. like when i was a baby because like what are you gonna remember from that anyway right right, right. there's no value there's no value at, uh, i think okay so this is like the thing that i think is pretty big for me when the value add is is more for you than the kid i just i don't know like i it, it kind of makes me a little uneasy about it if it's like oh well this will be great for me and and you know well the kid is just 
he's a kid, so he doesn't really have much of a say. That just, I don't know. I think, I think if we spend more time thinking about, well, what's, what's in the best interest of a child? You know, we should be thinking about that not just in the context of, you know, people getting divorced and figuring out in the courts. We should be thinking about that in the context of just, you know, everyday life. Like, is it in the, in the kid's best interest for me to sleep in or for me to, you know, half-ass it with uh, the bedtime routine or, or whatever it is just because I, I've got to get work done? Like, you are still important, but kind of like baseball, right? Like, where the tie goes to the runner, like tie goes to the kid and then and like we should be looking for like putting the kid at an advantage because they're the one that's developing they're the one that's growing they're the one who's new to this world you've been here before like you you should be able to self-regulate enough to like manage things not going exactly the way you want them to like i don't know yeah and i liked what you said about you know i've been when you want a baby for as long as she obviously has and she's had the miscarriages and stuff and it's like i've been living this life for 38 years it's like yeah that sounds like somebody that's really ready to have a kid and committed to have a kid and that's where you should be when you have a kid it's like yeah like i don't come first anymore the kid comes first yeah and this is just how it's going to be like for a while yeah and you know well yeah take care of yourself of course but yeah yeah but you know in terms of like practical things you know right well well yeah i mean Practical things take care of yourself, but like the luxuries, the niceties, the extras, you know, hey, do yoga, but do you need to go to the yoga class? Can you do it at home? Or maybe there's like just one yoga class a week instead of like three times a week. There's yeah. there's there's all kinds of compromises. And I think a lot of times, you know, you see people have kids and they they're like, I'm going to do my best to, to like keep my life exactly the same. And it's like, you know. We mentioned a guy before who had like pie in the sky ideas. He was just expecting to have a, ex an awesome experience where he was still able to pursue his dreams and goals. That's totally that's totally real. But like when we're saying, well, I just want to like dump my kid off, um, or with grandparents happy to, to to throw out the option. Well, that's where we're saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you're the best best grand set of grandparents on earth. This is my job. Like I'm I'm gonna take this job. Those first five years, 90% of the brain development, I want that. That's, that's what I want. You know, you can, you can spend time with them after I've helped to fully form, mostly form them. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those were our stories. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. If you stuck around, man, great job. Comment. We appreciate it. We, we love you. Yeah. Uh, let us know how you feel about this uh, this new setup. We've got oh yeah, we're not two cameras. We're not next to each other on camera, but we are next to each other. Like, you know, look, she's right there. <laughs> 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 so, I don't know. Let me know. Yeah. Curious. We like feedback. Yeah. See you next time, y'all. Thanks. Pew, pew. Bye.